0: that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Dw reward prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
1: 18 plus. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Oh. It gets my day going. It
0: makes me laugh. I love it. Mac and Schmitty in the morning on Star 105.7. Oh, good morning, Schmitty. Happy Friday to you.
2: Good morning. April Fool's Day and the cruelest joke of all on this Thursday. (laughs) I'm not falling for anything with my gullibility. Is that snow out there? We've been warned. We were warned, but it is happening. And my favorite part of the day so far is Terry DeBoer with Storm Teammate going, This was Mother Nature. I had nothing to yes. do with this joke. It's rude. I would never <laughs> have okayed this on April Fool's Day, but you are actually waking up to some snow. The good news is the sun is going to come out, even though it's going to be a pretty cold day today.
0: Yeah, Mother Nature, uh, that's not a funny one. I agree with you.
2: Oh, the
0: idea of snow right now in April, I guess because it was such a beautiful March, it just feels wrong. But in any other it year, is. No,
2: it's, it's totally normal. And hopefully yeah. this gets it out of the system now because we are still looking at possibly hitting 70 this weekend. So I'm yeah. not going to complain too much. It's just ooh, walking out that front door and going, dang, did not miss this. April
0: 1st, definitely messing with me a little bit that we're already there. The day that you're right, you cannot believe anything you see or hear. I'm already wondering who wins the award for most inappropriate and backfiring April Fool's joke of the year. Yeah, how about we
2: not do anything about COVID-19? How about we not do anything about fake pregnancies? How about we not do anything about people dying if they're not actually... You know, just not... This year, everybody
0: I got got tolerance for Michael Strahan's Strahan's Gap in his tooth being an April Fool's joke That's about what I've
1: got for you. I got zero
2: tolerance, I'm not going (laughs) to lie to you I'm unfun-schmitty, hate today So I would just be careful, I'm going to say for the next 48 hours Some people carry this over into the second It's not okay Movies, music, and all the gossip in one place.
0: It's the Celebrity Scoop on Star 105.7.
2: I foresee a lot of drama with this. The L.A. County Sheriff's Office says they do now know what caused that horrific crash with Tiger Woods in his SUV last month. But they are not going to reveal what it was due to privacy issues. This comes from Sheriff Alex Villanueva, who said, quote, A cause has been determined. The investigation has concluded. But they said they've reached out to Tiger's people to see if they'll permit the release of the results. And a lot of people are saying, wouldn't count on it. Tiger's pretty private about it. And since it sounds like he was maybe responsible to some degree, chances are that this is going to be kept a secret. A lot of people this morning saying, not cool. This is total preferential treatment. We deserve to know what happened.
0: Um, it, Doesn't that sound like health stuff? Doesn't that sound like a health issue uh, right there?
2: Or texting or falling asleep at the wheel. or see, I, I, see, I, I think this is a big... It's going to come out eventually because I think Tiger's going to receive such backlash about this. He's going to say what it was because right now people are just thinking it is the worst of the worst.
0: Yeah, I think if it were texting, I think the police would would be able to come out and say that. I think it it has to be health related and that's why they can't say anything. We'll
2: keep you updated on that. Lizzo is making history. The singer will be the first woman to ever headline Bonnaroo. This is really exciting stuff because we're finally getting music festivals back. Bonnaroo is uh, releasing their lineup that will be here in September. Now she was supposed to be a part of the big stage last year, of course, canceled for COVID nineteen. The uh, original set list will also bring back the Foo Fighters, Megan Thee Stallion, Lana Del Rey, and more. But she is absolutely thrilled promising and unbelievable performance because now she's had almost an entire extra year to work on it.
0: I feel like Lizzo Live would be just such a fun show. On
2: my list, top five for sure. Haley Bieber is learning how to unplug from social media while silencing online trolls. A process that she says her hubby, Justin, is a big reason that she was able to do it. She was talking to Dr. Jessica Clemens in a live
1: yesterday. I don't go on Instagram Monday through Friday. I don't even have a Twitter anymore because there was never really a time I would go on there that it didn't feel like it was a very toxic environment. The thought of even opening the app gives me such bad anxiety that I feel like I'm going to throw up. My husband has helped me so much with it. Like I really have to give him credit because he's been doing this so much longer at this really massive level. This is definitely going to be a passion
2: project for Haley, who just recently launched a new channel and has featured guests like Kendall Jenner specifically talking about mental health. And it's being produced by the same team that was behind Demi Lovato's Dancing with the Devil series.
0: Well, that's definitely some good mm-hmm. company to have on your team there. I'm surprised that Justin uh, gets so emotional about social media. She sounds like, you know, he's figured out this way to distance it. I feel like we hear him whining about the the. Flack that he takes on there, and I'm like, can't you just turn off comments? Don't you just not see it when you're that big of a star or
2: like Haley, you just start on it Monday through Friday. Yeah. And Demi Lovato has come out with a new song with Miley Cyrus's little sister Noah. And a lot of people are wondering if maybe the pair are a couple. According to a source, they've been spending a lot of time together since they spent some time in the recording studio. But another source says they have dinner occasionally, not romantic. They got together for this song that came together last minute, and now they hang out because they have cultivated a really beautiful friendship. So as soon as we get to hear that song, we'll make sure to let you know about it. All of your celeb scoop at WestMichiganStar.com. Hey, it's Mack and Schmitty. Start your day
0: feeling good. No. No. Or at least caffeinated.
2: Coffee! I need coffee! Wake up with us each morning at 6.
0: Star 105.7. You all know what they sound like. Maybe the warranty on your car is about to expire. Yeah, you
2: all knew what they used to sound like. Yeah. I feel like this is my friendly PSA because the scam calls have drastically changed. I have never gotten one this sneaky before. It happened a couple days ago. I've gotten a couple other calls from this number and you know how they play it. They use your local area code. So it seems like somebody would probably know you if they were calling from that number. That's the
0: only chance someone has that I'm actually going to pick up the phone from a number I don't recognize.
2: Because I don't, I'm not a 616. Mm -hmm. I'm still, I'm still a Lansing number from back in the day. So if I see, you know, a 517, I'm like, oh, it's gotta be somebody that maybe got a hold of my number. And Right. So I pick up the phone on the third try and usually my phone lets me, it'll automatically block what it thinks are spam calls. Yeah. Didn't do that. So I was like, hello? And I hear, hi, is Fred there? I said, oh, no, I'm really sorry. You must have the wrong number. And they go, oh, all right. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. Well, thank you anyway. This might not be a wasted call after all. I would love to talk to you about your insurance plan. I'm like, is this a scam call? (laughs) It didn't. It did not sound like a recording. It sounded like a real person. The pauses were there like it was somebody literally going, oh, shoot, I must have the wrong number. And it was a scam call. I could not believe it.
0: That is clever. I have not heard the, you know, intentional wrong number call yet. Never. I, ha- I have gotten ones from robots that are super- pretty sophisticated to sound like real people and give responses to Yeah, they're getting better.
2: I always, you can kind of
0: tell, and I always like to ask what's their favorite color because that instantly uh, makes them hang up on you.
2: You sound like my husband. <laughs> he lives for it. But this, I, I wish I'd <laughs> been able to record it. How real this sounded and the conversation it went down exactly like you'd expect a wrong number to go down like it even responded to i'm sure it would assume somebody would say sorry like i'm really sorry you must have the wrong number and then responded oh you know my bad Oh, maybe this isn't. That's exactly what it did. Maybe this isn't a wasted call after all.
0: If it really came from a five one seven number, what? it would make me so happy if it said, "Oh, maybe this isn't a wrong call after all." Throw in some Michigan slang, and you might have. You me guys, rugged.
2: that's where we're getting to. So watch <laughs> yourselves, because I couldn't believe it. I went inside. I was all fired up. My husband's like, "What's going on?" I said, you would not believe the spam call I just got.
0: Did you feel had like somebody got I you? I felt
2: so had. I and <laughs> that's like the most frustrating part. I was like, shoot. You so, got me. I I would have sat on this call.
0: It's funny because we talked about this a little yesterday, and I could tell just how uh, how stung you were, how hurt that you had gotten
2: played. I used part of my niceness on you, that. Robots
0: having the ability to trick us and have a little sense of humor about it at the same time. That's the future. They're oh. coming for us.
2: I'm like, I would have even stayed on the line, like you know, Fred, who are you looking at? Maybe it is somebody that has a close number to mine. Can I help you out? What
0: number were you trying to call, just out of curiosity? Oh,
2: my gosh. So, heads up. The robots have gotten a lot more intelligent. Uh, yeah. No, I'm Oh not, I'm not picking anything up ever again. Right. You no, know, you're
0: done with that? I'm always, you know, I'm like, if it's important, they're going to leave me a voicemail. Or, if they're a real human being that has something to actually tell me, they'll text me.
2: Yeah, that's true. I said the same thing about the voicemail and then a couple days ago I realized my voicemail inbox has been full for like six months. <laughs> so
0: oops. Yeah, I don't been think trying
2: you're to a- get a hold of me.
0: I don't think you're alone in that one. <laughs> oh,
2: sometimes
0: I get a good feeling. Yeah. Let's get into the good stuff. Feeling good right now on Starbucks 5.7. It's Mac and Schmidt And this is really cool. Actually, my wife just started reading this book, and then I saw more about this author. Her name is Angeline Booley. She's from Salt Lake City, Marie. Uh, what did I just say? Sault Ste. Marie? Did I, what did I, I just said that out loud, really? Really, a <laughs> Michigan native? From Sault Ste. Marie. Geez, oh, beats. Uh But not only has her novel, Firekeeper's Daughter, gone to the top of the New York Times bestsellers list, but she just found out that Michelle and Barack Obama's production company, Higher Ground Productions, is turning it into a Netflix series.
2: Ooh, that's some good credential.
0: Yeah, this is really cool. Uh, she has been a member of the Sioux Tribe of the Chippewa Indians, and Firekeeper's daughter is based on her experiences growing up as a biracial woman in the community. It's kind of being described as like the indigenous Nancy Drew. But interesting. Should be really cool and she said she's super excited about the Netflix series because the people who are behind it and the Obamas We're on board for her vision. She said, for example, I made it very clear to every potential partner that I spoke with that it was as important for me that there be Native talent not only in front of the camera, but behind the camera, in the writer's room, and at every stage of production. They were just completely on board all the way and already had ideas about that.
2: I love that she went hard on that. That's a big deal.
0: Yep, she stuck with it. She grew up in the uh, the UP. That's where it's all set. The whole story goes down there, so... Kind of a cool Michigan feel that we'll get to see not only show up on Netflix, but if you want to read the book, Firekeeper's Daughter, number one. If I'm- you're
2: not aware of how much the tribal community in the UP has really done the past hundreds of years, you should read into it more. It is it is fascinating what they're doing up there. Yeah. So of course we're Beer City USA, and that means Michigan tends to rank pretty high in delicious beers. So how do we not have a gluten-free bakery yet? That is something that Brewery Nick's founder Jessica Strickland is looking to fix. She loves beer, but unfortunately can't enjoy a lot of it because of her gluten allergy. Well, she visited Portland, Oregon and actually found a ton of gluten-free options and said, why would I not just bring these back to Michigan with me? Moving back to GR, I was frustrated with the continued lack of gluten-free beer options. It's Beer City USA. This absolutely won't do. So Strickland decided to start her own brewery. She's confident that Brewery Nix can go toe-to-toe with any regular brewery. She says the difference is in the grain that they're going to use. And she said no artificial additives, nothing that will wreak any kind of havoc on your body because as she continues to say, I too have a gluten allergy. I understand how bad it can get if you're not careful about what you put in your body. She has also brought on Sebastian Henoi Van Bommel. Oh. What a name. He is a former brewer at Thornapple Brewing, if you've ever been on 28th Street, and also a partner and head brewer for this new project. He's invented new techniques to extract flavor from raw materials, so once again, you won't have to worry about the gluten. This is very cool. Brewing NYX, we don't have an open date yet, but they're very, very excited to be bringing this to GR.
0: Oh, I think it's going to be big, because I know so many people with gluten allergies or just like to avoid it. And even gluten. if you
2: don't have them, yeah, you yeah. just don't want to have to deal with it. So thank you, Jessica, for thinking about that no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: No fooling going on, but let's go back in time, Schmitty. The computer nerds that changed the world. Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs. It was on this day in 1976, Schmidty, that they founded Apple computers in the garage of Steve Jobs's parents' house in California. Oh,
2: I did not know it was the 70s. I thought it was the 80s. It's yeah. interesting.
0: Already in there in the 70s. And, of course, it had to be in the parents' garage, right? It just couldn't be more stereotypical than that.
2: No, you don't got Google without the garage. You don't got Amazon without the garage. Thanks, Mom and Dad. No kidding. We're going to go back and do a little April Fool's prank that is still talked about today. April 1st, 1985, 36 years ago, Sports Illustrated claimed... A rookie pitcher named Sid Finch was planning to play for the Mets. They said he could throw 168 miles an hour, (laughs) that he trained at a monastery in Tibet. Mets fans went nuts. The magazine was flooded with thousands of requests for more info on a guy who 110% didn't exist. That's
0: a pretty good prank right there. That's
2: not Terrible for unfund me that hates April Fool's Day. That's I think, all right.
0: I think they went a little hard by saying he could pitch 160. And yet miles thousands an of hour. people
2: were like, oh, this guy got a rookie card.
0: You gotta remember, these are Mets fans, though, Schmidt. So, you know, they're just desperate. Any, Shots any fired. whiff of good news there. All right, looking at celebrity birthdays. Aja Butterfield, the actor from movies like Ender's Game, and Hugo Nanny McPhee. Uh, she's 24 years old. Hillary Scott, lead singer of Lady A, is 35, and Sam Huntington, you know him from Movies like Superman Returns and Detroit Rock City is 39 years old today. Hey, it's Mac and Schmitty, failing his parents and talking about it.
2: Weekday mornings at 6.
0: Star 105.7. And today, just be alert, okay? Don't believe something that seems unbelievable. Don't
2: believe anything, in fact. Like, there (laughs) is nothing factual that will come out today.
0: Uh, Heads up, PSA, it is April Fool's Day here, and, and Schmitty... You are visceral today. Like I, I, you have a reaction to this day.
2: I'm just too gullible. I am a hundred, and that's probably the first adjective I would use to describe myself. I'm
0: glad that you own it, but that's not the. That shouldn't be your first adjective. There's a lot of really good adjectives that go to describe you before that, but gullible is a funny one to just throw out there. My wife is really bad about it too but you uh, you just hate the unknowns of this day like that the mm-hmm. people are throwing stuff at you at all times. Is it the anxiety of the surprise or... A
2: little bit of the anxiety um, because I realize I'm a moving target. People see me walk in and they're like... Pfft this girl and i've only had that's
0: real blonde
2: uh, (laughs) i've and it's not even the pranks you know where you like wrap the rubber band around the sink water gun like whatever that's child's play compared to what's been done to me sometimes so i've had an april fool's day prank that to this day is still probably the most if not top three most embarrassing things i've ever done I've never forgotten this. It happened in college. Okay. I worked at, worked at Jimmy John's. You were a mayo master. Proud mayo master. Thank That's, you so much for master. remembering that. That'd be my second adjective, mayo master. Gosh,
0: i love that one.
2: <laughs> uh, and uh, I was a delivery driver for one of my shifts. And so my- So
0: fast a freak.
2: I was so fast. Uh, and so <laughs> one, sorry, of my, <laughs> stop. one of my managers, um, I pulled in after a delivery and he goes- Hey, have you checked your your taillights, the back of your car? I was like, no, I don't. I'm driving it. So how would I ever know what the back of my car looks like? Right. He's like, well, I think you might be low on your blinker fluid. And I was like, what? <laughs> Je- I don't know. Jeremy might be listening right now. It's been a few years since we've spoken <laughs> since this, but... Uh, I said, what? And he goes, I just noticed when you were pulling into the parking lot, um, this was in Allendale. And he's like, off of 48th there. I didn't I didn't see your blinker. Wasn't I usually use your blinker. I said, I always use my blinker. I, I mean, I am a blinker person. <laughs> he's like, it's no big deal. It just means your fluid's probably low. I'm like, dude, I've never heard of blinker fluid. He's like, well, have you heard of other fluids? And I said, to be fair, no. I have no idea what cars use. So he's
0: Gasoline. like- Gasoline. He's like,
2: <laughs> he's like, it's not a big deal. You can go to, you know, an auto parts store. We had one right across from campus. And I said, "I really? I've had this car. It was my grandpa's car handed down. It's just now running out of blinger fluid. He goes, no, but I'm sure he knew to replenish it. I said, right? Well, I don't want to get a ticket or anything and I don't want to get in an accident if I'm like changing lanes and nobody knows what I'm doing. And he goes, that's why I brought it up. I just wanted you to be safe. I know that like, that's a big deal for you. And I said, no, thank you, man. So everyone in the store was in on this and didn't (laughs) say a word to me. So I get done with my shift and I go to the freaking auto parts store, man. I go there and I walk in and this guy's like, hi, how can I help you? I've been looking around every aisle at this point, about 15 minutes in the store and they realize I don't know what I'm doing. I said, I'm super sorry. I just cannot find your blinker fluid. And the guy's like, what? And I said, I am looking for your blinker fluid. My manager at work warned me that I'm low in my car. I drive, you know, uh, Chevrolet Impala is, and he just looks at me and he's like, I'm so sorry. What? And I just kept it. Even then, I'm not recognizing it. I go, the blinker fluid. I think it's only my right tail light. So if there's like a half order. What are you, new buddy? The blinker fluid. Come on, get. help me out here. I'm I thought l- this was your job. I'm like, maybe there's a two for sale because I'm sure maybe <laughs> my husband wouldn't mind having, my boyfriend at the time, wouldn't mind having some blinker fluid. And this guy just, he gets two other associates in the store. He calls his manager over. He's like, she's looking for blinker fluid. And it is the most. <laughs> embarrassing thing. Oh, you made their day. And for my birthday the following year, like four people got me blinker fluid. They like decorated pickle jars oh, your and other put thing. the Yeah, I'm like to this day. It is no. embarrassing for me to say that to people. I
0: understand you should be embarrassed. That's hilarious. That's
2: awesome. Blinker and the reason I thought it was so real is I you know how sometimes if you crack your tail light a little bit and there's water that gets in it? <laughs> I was like, he's right. I've seen the blinker fluid. It I must guess be leaking out of you. I Do just, I have to get this sealed up before I can oh, put it in there? I mean, I was going to go to the auto parts store, then I was going to go to the dealership. Are you kidding me? So I hate today. That's I hate it. That's
0: pretty fantastic.
2: Oh, they videoed it on their phone. It's probably still living in Jimmy John's infamy somewhere. Blinker fluid. It's in one of
0: those articles they've got on the wall there in every Jimmy John's infamy. <laughs> wall of
2: been. shame. This delivery driver. I hate it. I hate today. Oh, that's
0: too good. Uh, you know what? It takes oh. a special victim to get that one through, though. It really right? does. Right?
2: <laughs> and I won't go back to that auto parts store because I know at least one of them's probably still working there. And they're like, oh, Blinker Floor Girl's back. <laughs> what can we sell you today? Hey, it's Mac and Schmitty. On your way to work, school, or someplace you actually want to be.
0: Ride with us each morning starting at 6. Star 105.7. April Fool's Day, is least favorite day.
2: Yeah, V, you pulled quite an April
1: Fool's Day prank? I was a professional baker when I lived in Virginia for a grocery store, and everyone would come in and nibble on the cake pieces after, after I decorated it. And so I thought, I got it. I took sponges, and I iced them, and I said, hey, you want to try this new sponge cake we're making? Oh. Well, then <laughs> so they would cut into it and try to eat it. It was hilarious. And they're like, I can't believe we fell for this. I 110% would have been first in line to fall for that.
2: Not your
0: best cake, but you know what? The frosting's over. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Thanks, V. Happy April Fool's Day.
1: Happy April Fool's.
0: What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber. Stupid studies. I know this is going to come as a shock to you, Schmitty. But not everybody likes a good
2: prank. It's hard to pull off a good prank.
0: It can be, definitely. Mm -hmm, Sometimes it it either goes too far or didn't go far enough. You got to get it just right in there, like telling someone about their blinker fluid. That was so, so so good. (laughs) Happy April Fool's Day to you. And that's the subject of this week's Stupid Study.
2: So a new survey asked people if they think April Fool's pranks are funny or annoying. Now, 45% of people said they're more amusing, 47% said they're more annoying, but here's here's the stupid part of this thing. Oh, what what age group and person mm. love them the most? It
0: uh, turns out that, you, you, I know this is going to come as a mm-hmm. shock to a lot of people mm-hmm. listening right now, mm-hmm. but... Turns out younger men are more likely to think it's hilarious. Men under 30 specifically, over 60% of them yeah. think they're hilarious. Now,
2: here's the thing you're going to want to watch out for. Yeah. If you're married to a guy that's over 30, that doesn't mean he doesn't act like he's under 30 this and is true. will still love these pranks. If there
0: if your husband Laughs every time he farts. There's a good chance he would fall into this category if he were under 30. If
2: your husband forces a fart so he can laugh, he will also (laughs) fall under that category. Thanks to research for telling us that.
0: I'm feeling kind of seen right now. (laughs) Stupid
2: studies.
0: It's biological or hereditary because my son already thinks any gas escaping from any orifice is hilarious.
1: Oh, all the time.
0: Mac and Schmidty's Battle of the Sexes on Star 105.7.
1: You feeling a hot to trot over there?
0: It was a big, fast victory yesterday.
1: Oh yeah. She sounded like my mom.
0: That was such a nostalgic hot to feel. Trot.
1: Hot to trot? <laughs> yeah, you know, she says all the time.
0: I do like it when someone describes me in that way, too.
1: Hot to trot. Okay. <laughs> Coming off of a Mac victory yesterday. Are you feeling hot to trot today?
0: Of course. Big time. Okay. Let's, an intro like this, I have to.
1: Let's get it going. Mac, tell me something kids make out of paper.
0: Uh, something kids make out of paper. Paper airplanes.
1: Correct. Ten points. Okay. Spit wads on there? Um, well, no. Those kids were gross. Yeah. That's nasty. <laughs> In a pandemic? <laughs> oh. <like> <laughs> oh. Don't oh. think about it. Um, Schmitty, tell me something that fathers teach their sons. Mm. <laughs> I mean, a, a lot.
2: lot. Yeah. Um, gosh, what would the number one answer be? I guess... Um, I'd like to say how to respectfully treat others. Oh man, whipping. that's so far off.
1: <laughs> it like oh, fishing or something. Shaving. Fishing was five, five points, but sports was the first answer. Ah,
0: Where was shaving on the list? Two, three?
1: Um, shaving wasn't on there. Wow. I I think there's, I yeah, I think men try to figure that out themselves. Yeah. I don't hear a whole lot of shave stories. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Oh, I've, I've handed my son the razor. Says you're fine, just go to town.
1: <laughs> no big deal. Mac. Name something people keep under lock and key.
0: Something people keep under lock and key. Um, <laughs> like
2: the face you're showing that the audience can't see. It's I know. That face
0: is telling me that it's not guns. So I'm going to say money.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, guns would have gotten you five points, but money got you 10. Yeah. And under, really? Yeah. Under lock
2: and key. This is an interesting group.
0: Yeah. Apparently it was a survey of a hundred mobsters.
1: Schmitty, name a measuring device. Uh. A scale. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This, sound, this sounds mathematical, so immediately I was like, no thanks. Yes, a ruler, a measuring cup, and then a tape measure.
2: Mm. Yeah. Numbers, numbers, <laughs> and more numbers.
1: <laughs> um, okay, Mac. I, I mean, could win it right here? You could win it right here. Do I just need a five-pointer? You need a one-pointer. Ooh, I like it. Okay. I like my chances. Name something that you would find in your hotel or motel room complimentary.
0: What about a Holiday Inn um, that I would find in their hotel, motel, holiday Was that Inn. your it's answer? No, it was not. <laughs> uh, something that you find complimentary. Well, obviously, you're keeping that little shampoo bottle, Allie Mac.
1: That'll get you a point. Oh, you barely did it, though answer.
2: So, second answer, mint or candy? Yeah, Those are nice hotels. Yeah, that's yeah, a I've never gotten the mint on my pillow. I've always wanted to. You
1: didn't? Is Somebody that a weird thing to first. like... Didn't you take Itty Bitty to the J-Dub like a couple for his birthday? Pandemic, girlfriend. No complimentary mints. I not get anything on the pillow. Oh, man. I don't want to throw shade at the J-Dub. <laughs> it's a nice place,
0: but... <laughs> right? Hard times. Hard right. times. It's Battle of the Sexes. Sign up to play at WestMichiganStar.com